0: Today on the program, Mackenzie Kelly will join us once again to chat and let you know what she plans to get done once elected to city council. Later, riots tear the country to the brink of destruction while others peacefully protest. We will examine some stats and ask if staying silent really is violent. That's right. This is Emergency Exit. This is episode 158. Today is June 3rd. 2020. It's the last. It's Juneteenth, right? Yep. Also, time to pay your rent. It's our last day, right? By the way, so we are alive again. Ten on ten in our floating tin can. Far above the world. That's right. All right. Oh, there it is. We welcome once again, Mackenzie Kelly. That's right. The Mac is back. Back again. Back
1: again. Hello, friends. <laughs> There
2: you go. Hey, guys, calm down. Calm down. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wonderful. They love you. They love you, I think.
0: You may remember her from episode 146. If you're not familiar with Max, she's a helper. But before we learn even more about her today, let's do a Brew World Order.
3: Mm. (sighs) It's the Brew World (sighs) Mm. (sighs) Order.
0: We've got Whittington from Central District. It's an American Belgio-style ale with a very small label. Oh, mm-hmm. A very small that.
2: label. You can't even see it. This is the kind of beer that would drive a pickup like a really big truck because he's trying to compensate <laughs> for something.
0: <laughs> What's he trying to compensate for? I mean, the small label. Question. you know? Uh,
1: maybe the flavor inside the beer. Ooh, I mean, I'm just trying to...
0: Kind of, just trying to ocean. figure out what it is.
1: Foreshadowing.
0: Let's see. We've got, it, as I said, it's an American, Belgio style. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure it's Belgian style, but uh, they only paid by the letter on this for this small label. Can not get it all in. 5.9 alcohol by volume, and uh, there's no IBV, and it's best by uh, November.
1: Damn. 5.9% so, is more than White Claw. Of course, yes, Definitely. that's right,
0: and it's higher than 6 and lower than... Uh, it's actually lower 5. than six. Five point
1: nine is not higher than six.
0: <laughs> Damn it! I fucked that up. <laughs> All right, let's crack it open and let's take a so, sip of poo. So,
2: right from the right from the crack, right from the crack. N- not that impressed. Oh, you don't like the sound of the crack
0: already? Huh? It wasn't that good. Yeah. Well, who doesn't like crack? Of the of the. <laughs> oh hey, my god!
1: Dare I'm not... to resist drugs and violence. Mm-hmm. You're right.
2: Cheers. Cheers. Here we go. <sighs> That's
1: really good. Wow.
0: Mm. Wow. Mm. Better than
1: Miller Lite. Wow,
0: really? Mm. Yeah. Well, it's not in the same category, but if this was in the tournament of beers, as we plan to do one of these days, this would definitely beat Miller Lite, I would think. Mm. If it had to go head to so head,
2: oh, this would definitely.
0: It's got mm-hmm. it's a nice floral note, coriander, uh, orange peels.
2: I do the coriander like that little like bitter spice yeah. in the end, yeah. super orange
0: good. Orange peels. Well, like citrusy a bit, like orange. Usually, you'll get those Belgian styles, uh, coriander and I was going to say,
2: it's a little sour also. There's like a little sour bite at the end, which I love on Belgians.
0: Well, Mackenzie, what do you think about this beer? You're going to rate it on a scale of one to five, that's right, and she... She kept it up this time. Mm-hmm.
1: Probably like a three. A three. Not, not my favorite, bad. but not the worst.
0: All right. Don't forget to get on that mic That real good there. Mm-hmm. Not and, uh,
1: my favorite, but not the worst. All right. Sorry. I'm going to move it closer to please, my face. Please, please. And thank you. Oh, thank you for, thank you for being said. here again.
2: That's rad. <laughs> the Mac is back. <laughs> a three. What do you think about this one? Um, Again, Snap didn't like. There wasn't that little like refreshing Snap. Like mm-hmm. I didn't feel like mm-hmm. I was about to go into a ride. You know what I mean? <laughs> I thought I thought it was uh-huh. kind of like a real quick like. Cruise. This wasn't a joyride. So but I love the taste. Super refreshing. I could see myself taking this over to the lake, chilling for a couple hours. So I'm gonna give this a four point two. Four point two what? Uh that's right. <laughs> that's right. That, that's right.
0: Hard high, what do you think about this one?
3: Uh you know, at first sip, it's it's kinda slow on the developing of the of the flavor. You kinda mm-hmm.
0: get on that mic there, there. Yeah,
2: up close.
3: It's like, oh, hey, that's something there, but once you get it down, it's like then you get to actually taste everything. Mm-hmm. Kind of like it. It's a uh, it's a little on the heavy side, I think, for me. But yeah, it's like I can see myself lounging in the hammock by the river, just just chilling. Oh, with, with yeah. It, I mean, a little four pack—that's yep. all you need. Four pack of tall boys. That's all you mm-hmm. need. I'm gonna give it a four point three. That's right.
0: Nice and also worth noting, your boy Hard Hat made their bar tops. So oh, nice. To uh, their bar
3: tops. So if you're ever downtown Central District
0: Brewery, is it made of concrete? It is. They are on it's Red a, River, uh, right? It's a, yeah, it's mm-hmm. a it's Red a River beer foam. Beer, we, I'll tell uh, you. We did. I think this beer is pretty good. It's not the best beer I've had. I think it's a good beer to fill up with piss and throw it at the cops. Hey, I'm there just you go. Kidding. I'm Stop just it. it. I'm that just is kidding. not okay. I
1: know it's Never not okay. Never okay. okay. I know it's not we'll okay. We'll get into that is later.
0: Is that though? called a Los we cocktail? Will, we will talk about that later.
1: Um, a Los cocktail. Los
0: cocktail. Yeah. Gag, <laughs> gag, you just
2: pee in it. Throw it.
0: Anyways, uh, I think I'm going to give this one a solid four. Ooh. That's right. Ooh. That's the Brew World Order. Mm,
2: mm, 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 mm. Those, those look. <sighs> That's why I love bottled beer. Because they're like.
0: Well, welcome once again, y'all. We are back. This is Emergency Exit. I am Los. Follow me on Twitter at That's Right Los. Joining me as always is the Holy Hispanic himself. David Aguilar, that's right. Making sure we're streaming live is Brandon the Hard Hat Mitchell, that's right. And we're joined once again with the ever fabulous Northwest Austin native the spare Mackenzie Kelly, that's right. Give Thank her some, you. give her some applause. You gotta turn the main volume up there. No, 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 no,
3: no. no, no, no. <laughs>
0: He's still learning that board. He's got this. Nervous. Can,
1: can I just say it felt like I was driving to another city mm. when I came here because I live all the way up near Cedar Park. Ooh. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So you had to drive through downtown to get here. And
3: are I was white on?
1: knuckling it the whole way. They had closed off the exit to 8th street. And so obviously with everything going on down there. And I think the worst part of the whole drive was seeing the leftover remnants of the graffiti yeah. from the protesters over the weekend I'm not used to actually having a visual focus of, okay, this is the remains of what happened over the weekend and seeing that.
0: It was uh, pretty tough to see that stuff. And I was, I was driving up the Congress bridge and I saw a bunch of folks cleaning it up, which mm. I saw. Oh, that's inspiring. Was really nice. Yeah. So, uh, you know, someone's paying for I mean, that. It's also
2: heartbreaking because I mean, I, I've just seen photos, but it's, uh, you know, and just people posting and it's like Austin is known for like it's graffiti art. And even to see that the art that Austin is promoting in a sense is not representative of Austin art. Even those kind of things is like, this is not our city. You know well, what I mean?
1: There's definitely a distinct difference between the graffiti that we're seeing from the weekend yep. and actual like art. graffiti art. Exactly. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Although mm-hmm. some
1: might argue that the art over the weekend is an expression of yeah. their feelings and thoughts about stuff.
0: Well, yeah, they've got, uh, well, we'll talk about that in a little bit, but let's talk about you. Mm hmm. Oh, let's talk about you. You want to
1: talk about me? You're Who are ba- you? are back. She was here <laughs> episode
0: 146. We talked about homelessness. We may get into that a little bit, but there's something more important going on. An election. For That's you. right. District six in Austin, Texas, running for city council. I am. Uh, what what does that mean? What does a city council person do? What do they have power of? What kind of things do they get into? Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, Well, most Thursdays, our city council members sit on the council dais and they promote and create policies that change the direction of the city. And so having influence over that and being able to represent my district and making sure that the right choices are made for... My area of town—that's important. Mm. I think it's important. very
0: important. Uh, I don't know if we're—that's more north. Your district, right? Yes.
1: So, district six is basically like—I want to say—sort of Oak Knollish and one eighty-three all the yeah. way up towards Cedar Park, yeah. maybe a little further north than that. Um, Personally, I grew up in that area, born and raised. My family has lived in different zip codes over that time, but I went to school in that area. I grew up over there. My daughter. Lives with me over there. She bounces back and forth between me and her dad. But we live in District 6. I have a vested interest in that part of town. And seeing what's happening now in my my part of the city is awful. Absolutely awful. My grandfather told me a long time ago, the first time I ran for city council, he said, before 10-1, which is a new redistricting that happened in 2014, he said, we basically had a city council of downtown, which meant that most of the people who were at city council – wanted to develop downtown and make downtown better. And what 10 one redistricting did was give people who lived in the different districts an opportunity to represent their districts and have a voice heard mm. on city council. So I definitely want to make sure that that's able to happen and continues to further the, the families and the livelihoods of those that live in my district.
0: You're nothing but a good person in my eyes. Uh, 100%. I mean, last time you were here, we you talked about homelessness and how you're trying to help the people, not just, hate on those people, um, and now you're, you want to try to change your district, your community, that, that's nothing more admirable than that.
1: Thank you. I don't know if you knew this, but a couple weeks ago, I went out with a bunch of volunteers from Take Back Austin, and we cleaned up an abandoned homeless camp at Ben White in South. Forest. I watched
0: it. I watched some of that live on Facebook, by the way. Yeah. Um, can you pull up some of that if you can, there,
1: Mister Man? It Mr. was. Hardhat? It was awful, and, and honestly, it's an abandoned
0: one, right? Yeah. So it's not no, like it's totally active. abandoned. So
1: we wouldn't have gone there if there were people. Obviously, mm-hmm. that's inhumane, but the living conditions are inhumane in and of themselves. I'm sure there's um, just
0: nothing but just crap there they they just move on once it gets too dirty or something
1: i honestly don't know and i haven't driven by there i need to because it wouldn't surprise me if people came back um i will say that i got a call from a police officer friend of mine when he found out i was down there and he said i really want to let you know i'm proud of you for going out there and getting a little dirty to clean things up he said be safe and then we talked about the used needles that i found Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and that was a big deal to me because it's like city council in Austin has been saying that these used needles are used for insulin. We saw no evidence of any type of insulin bottles down there, which is indicative of people using insulin, right? Yeah. Instead, I broke off the end of one of the needles, like the actual needle part. And used and it? I, no. Okay, no, good. No. I opened She's it smart. up. I opened it up and I found a brown residue, which is mm. actually more indicative of heroin. Yeah. So And I saw little itty-bitty cotton balls in a bag, which, according to my police officer friend, meant that it was used as a filter. I mean, it was just awful. There's definitely drug use. I think that a homelessness problem is multifaceted. There's drug addiction, alcoholism, mental illness, and then there's actually catastrophic loss of life. All those things play into homelessness. And then being homeless is not a crime. Let me no. get that straight. Absolutely. It is the acts of desperation that come out of being homeless yep. that are problematic. And that's what we need to try and change from a, a perspective I, on city council. And one thing that
2: I think people always get wrong is what, like the thing that I don't like in our society nowadays is that if you even talk about any emotion that is negative towards homeless people, they are like people think oh, you, you hate no homeless sympathy. people. Yeah. You have no sympathy. And the yeah. thing is, no, like actually I really care about them and how you said, like you need to learn who they are. Their stories like, are you here? Drug addiction? Is it alcohol? Is it that you don't have a job? Right? Like there's something I could, I don't know how many times I've asked homeless people like, Hey, do you need a job? And they're just like, no, I want money or, and you know, right. and you can tell that they're on drugs or because they're tweaking or whatever. And it's just like, I wish I could help all of y'all, but I don't know which one of you need help and like, physically medically mentally and so i think it's good to even put a face to that that just because you 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 have an issue with the way the homelessness is happening here in austin doesn't mean that you don't like the homeless community It means that you're looking for a better way to help them and, and that's the one thing that even myself it's like yeah i could help you with, again you could either teach them how to fish or get them a fish right and for right. me i would rather teach you how to fish mm-hmm. if i could do that then that would like allow you to progress on your life and help your friends out, you know, of
1: course. So you guys know I'm on this other show on public access Mm -hmm. called the trailer park show. I've been helping with them for several months, maybe almost a year now, but we had a show about camp rat, which is the, Mm -hmm. um, the responsible adult transition town. It's the homeless camp that the governor set up and we had a panel and unbeknownst to me, a bunch of the people from the camp came in and they got really mad at us for trying to talk about their structure and all these other things. All that aside, we found out that one of the people in the audience who was experiencing homelessness happened to be a veteran, and he was having a hard time getting a job. Well, we hooked him up with a construction job. Like After the show, we found out he needed a job, and we, we got him a job. I mean, if these people are willing to lift themselves up out mm-hmm. of the situation they're in, I have the unique ability, and other people do too, to help them get jobs and connect them with it. a way cool. to get out and of it. And one thing
2: I always tell people is like, if you don't like – If, you know, if you want to see the trajectory that Austin is going, look, look to California, right? Look at Skid Row. Oh, it's awful. Like for me, it's like, look at that. Do you want to get there? No. Okay. Then let's help them. Let's, let's like do something to help them empower themselves. You know what I mean? And, And that's what I hate is that just like now wanting to help somebody get better. It's like, no, they're good just the way they are. No, you're not. You fucking suck. Like every I tell myself that every morning, like I suck every day and I can get better. And so it's like the the whole mentality or philosophy of you're fine just the way you are hasn't done nothing good for America. You're not good the way you are. You suck and you're a piece of shit and you're fucking lazy. Get your shit together, right? That's what Peterson was. That's why he got so big because he actually gave people a purpose. And I feel like with homeless people and other people like that, it's like the way you prevent that from happening is that you stop it before it happens. Encourage them. Give them a light at the end of the tunnel. You know, be there for them. And I feel like that's what tends to happen with a lot of them. Either they get abandoned or drug abuse or even like sexual things, you know what I mean? Oh,
1: there's human trafficking. Yeah, For exactly. sure, sexual abuse among women. I mean, it's awful. I've actually, I'm in a unique position now where people reach out to me that I've never heard from before. And because I'm running for counsel, they want to talk to me. I feel like, you know what, if people want to talk to me, I will listen. And one of the people that I've learned about, he's on Twitter. He's very prolific about being a former substance abuse person, experiencing homelessness in, in California, in San mm-hmm. Francisco. I reached out to him and I said, I really value what you say. You're bringing light to situations. I'm in Austin, Texas. Do you know about our problem? How would you move forward in this situation? And he told me, Austin's like San Francisco light, L-I-T-E. He's like, basically what you need to do, and, and he's a very liberal person, and he's, he's more liberal than me, but he agrees that the direction we're headed in Austin is is very bad. He said, you have these three things, which are what I said, drug abuse, alcohol abuse, mental illness, and then obviously you have the people who really are homeless because they got priced out or whatever. He said, you need to encourage the police department to go after drug dealers, go after the drug suppliers, because Mm -hmm. once you cut off the drug supply, then the homeless people aren't going to have a way to get drugs and they won't be stuck in that spinning cycle of doing drugs and continue. Like, we just have to come down hard on that. And so working with the police department is something that's really going to prove important. Mm. We can't just keep throwing money at a situation and have no actual positive effects. And I feel like currently that's what we're doing. And
2: I mean, at the the end of the day, you can take that big idea and put it down in a microcosm way and say, what happens to spoiled kids that don't, work for for entitlement entitlement right and that's the way i see uh, homelessness in california you're sending them drugs and alcohol in the midst of the coronavirus that's right right are you kidding me you're like you are helping them you're assisting this and that and that's what i agree with 100 percent. it's like like not come down hard in the sense of like you know anything crazy martial law type, but it's like, yes, let's see who really needs what types of help, and let's put them in the right path to get that help. And and right. that's and that's what's so frustrating because, again, people say you're inhuman for speaking that way, but that's very human because a person out there living in the filth, addicted to drugs, is not a human being. That is oh, not no, a human being. It's very being. animalistic
1: at that. Exactly, point. it's yeah. awful. I would not wish that on my worst enemy. I wouldn't it's an awful living situation. The other thing he suggested was a type of diversion program for people who are arrested. If somebody has a drug or alcohol addiction problem, he said, give them the option to put out their time in rehab. He said that the reason that he got clean was because he was one out of 86 people who got sent to this rehab program and it had a 25% success rate. He goes, well, that might not seem like a lot, but in the long run, it really is because mm-hmm. then those people are clean and then get back on their feet. He said it took him two years after he got clean to actually reestablish his credit and be able to live on his own. This is not a short-term solution. It is a marathon and a like a whole situation yeah. that is absolutely awful, but we cannot continue to enable these people to live the way they are because it's not working. Mm-hmm. And
0: yeah, you're going to find that in that in that community where it it, it is it is a long journey yep. to get back yep. on your feet, and some people can't or feel like they can't make that journey. I I, I don't have the time. I I don't want to do that. It's going to take two years before I get a seven twenty credit score again. Yep. And, you know. I wish
1: my credit score was well, and the, and, and the one the, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I was gonna just say, just the kidding. one frustrating
2: thing she's is, got 800's credit score. Don't worry about her. <laughs> like, the, the thing that always frustrates me about people <laughs> is that we take care of stuff way more than we take care of our bodies, right? very like, materialistic. As yeah, like as a we're society. like, I'm gonna wash my car and it's gonna get this and my house and this and that, but in our body, we eat the shittiest food, drink the shittiest things, don't take care of ourselves, don't do any of those things. For, and so so what, is, what good are those material things going to do if you don't live long enough to enjoy them, right? And that, and that's the thing for me. It's like I, like it, the material things aren't what bothering me. It's like you got to get yourself right first, right? Until you get yourself right, you can properly enjoy those things. Because what happens yeah. if you're not properly set right? You're going to overindulge in women or in men, in cars, and money, and drugs. So it first has to start with you getting yourself right, and then you properly learn how to enjoy those things, right? Like alcohol. Alcohol is good. It's bad when you overindulge, get drunk, beat the shit out of somebody and then you go to jail for whatever reason.
1: Well, everybody has to have a moral compass. And I wrote this book. <laughs> um it's I self-published on Amazon. It's nice. about fitness and motivation, back when I did fitness modeling. It was actually like fun for me. I always wanted to write a book and I did it and it's 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 fun. Is it still it, on Amazon. Yes, is this something I can get? Yes, mm-hmm. it is. We should um, buy that
0: book and uh, and, and display it. we should, we should but, start a
3: book book club and that will be the it, first club, one. Yeah. Ooh-hoo!
1: We can drink tea and eat crumpets and talk about my book. Um, but but I talk about intrinsic and extrinsic motivations. Mm-hmm. And those are very important things to a person and, you know, living your life. You have to have a moral compass and be it. They, I, I mean, the big book, right? So AA has something called the big book. If your, if your spirituality causes you to say that the doorknob is God. Okay, fine. But what does that doorknob really mean? Like, mm-hmm. My moral compass is my belief and faith in God and the Bible. Mm-hmm. And and that's what makes me make decisions every day. But that might be different for somebody else. Yeah. Um, it's really just a matter of knowing what your moral compass is and sticking true to those values that will make you the person that you are. Mm. And I, I can be tolerant of that as long as people are not causing harm to other people or doing things that not okay that that's okay Mm. like that's society we need to be tolerant of each other we just need to also be willing to hug one another well
2: and even with that it's like even if i disagree with you allow right because even what you're saying when you're talking about this guy in california who called you and is telling you all these things in my head it's like That's how you do it. Like the way the way problems get solved is through information. Of course. Not through arguing, not through rioting or burning things down, but it's saying, look, let's have a conversation. And even if we don't agree in our own beliefs, at least we can agree for the betterment of humanity.
1: Right. Exactly. And I think more Uh of that needs to happen in society today. Oh, hey, you found my book. That is definitely me. Uh, (laughs) Not me right now, but that was me then. It's not you right now? Well, I mean, it is me now, but my abs aren't that chiseled.
0: Let's see. So no, don't do it. <laughs> She's wearing a dress, <laughs>
1: like, so that'd be. That would...
0: Guys. So let's get into your. Let's, <laughs> let's see. You can buy it. now. I'm going to
2: buy that book, and we're going to read it. So you it's
1: ninety nine it cents, unless you have Kindle Unlimited, and then it's There's, zero point zero dollars. It's not yes, a paperback. It is an ebook. It. It's got three ratings. Well, hopefully I'll, let's see. It's read only those ratings. thirty pages. It's about to be
2: six.
0: Let's see. This great ebook serves as a reminder that not all is lost in the world mm. and anyone <laughs> can reach goals if you keep on track. That's great. Boom. Robster Doubly.
1: I like how straight to the point everything is here. Really gave me the inspiration to get out there and join my local gym. There you go. You can't go to the gym anymore. You know this,
0: Rob, don't you?
1: Ooh, here's one. Burn. I'm not going to lie. I hate working out. Unfortunately, it is a necessity. And finding ways to stay motivated is vital to long-term success.
0: You know, that's true, man. Uh, Nick, the passion writer, he keeps... We I agreed that I was going to go work out with him like oh. three weeks ago. Oh, yeah?
1: <laughs> I hey. forget to do it. Also, side bonus, the author appears to have a YouTube channel with step-by-steps of getting back in shape for free. You have a YouTube channel? Oh, really oh, you oh wait, it? wait. Thank Jillian Michaels. Oh.
0: Isn't Whoa, she the old Fox uh,
1: correspondent? No, hey, but that's somebody
2: else. But more down to earth. Yeah. That, Fuck you, Jillian Michaels. No, that's nice. I'm sorry, I'm just kidding. Isn't
1: Jillian Michaels, like, doesn't she like girls?
2: I don't know. She's cool, though. I mean, she's that's ca- okay. She's me. I, me. I
1: have no problems with that, but... I'm going to look this um, up,
0: Jillian Michaels.
2: I once had a nightmare about her. Uh, she's
1: very pretty. I mean, oh, she's, a, she's a gorgeous, go train trainer.
2: But she she's, will beat the crap
1: on me. So holy I reason, actually holy. recently deleted all of my YouTube videos for exercising because I'm in a yeah. sports bra and... Probably not a good
0: look for someone running for
1: council. Or be a great look for someone running for. I mean, it was a three-camera setup, and you know, there's just some unflattering shots now. If I was still a fitness trainer Mm -hmm. and I did those things, I'd be okay with it. But I don't want to alienate the people who are in my district and make them think that it's just about how I look. It's um, more of it's it's about more than that.
0: Sure, absolutely. And speaking of which, so you're you're running for city council district six. What kind of things uh, are you? You would would you enact or try to enact uh, when you get elected?
1: Well, I think one of the main things is to support public safety right now, especially right now. And before all of this started, yeah. our police department was not supported by our current city council. Mm-hmm. We are 170 um, police officers short in our rank and file, and, and that yes, needs to I, change. I went on a ride-along
0: so that I could be a cop and... Uh, really? I I was rejected after the application because I admitted how how much drugs I've done in the past. And I was like, well, what's the big deal? I don't do any drugs now. Um, I mean, they're very
1: specific about what's okay and what's not okay. I mean, even for me, I took the citizens police Academy last year. It's a 16 week long, very intensive, like study about what each department in the police department does. They did a very thorough background check on me. Mm. And, and I found out later they went through my social media. I was like, how Uh-oh. deep did you go? Yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, I learned a lot about the operations in the police department and how important it is for them to have certain things going on. I learned about their response to resistance program, which is how they deal with different violent issues. Um I learned all about their profiling versus racial profiling. Yeah. They don't participate in racial profiling, but they obviously have to profile the types of people who they, interact with when they're committing crimes. Can I just
2: put a timeout on that? Cause that's, and you know, this is another thing like with this whole racial tension that everybody's talking about right now, like even me, right? Like I know how I look to other people and especially law enforcement and I'll say, that's why I smile all the time and I act like a dork all the time. Because, you
1: seem pretty cool. Because I think
2: to myself, if if they look at me and say, that guy is, is looks like an idiot, he ain't going to do nothing, right? So for me, I even, like, so in this whole talk about racism and all that, and I'm not that we're, we're talking about that, but even relating with cops, like... I already know what I look like, so for me, I like to do anything that I can to make sure that they know I'm not a threat, of course, and I mean, it's not something that I should do is again, it's America, it's not something the way that we should be living, but at the same time, it's like, hey, anything to just kind of like put the right leg forward, that's what I'll do I've
0: always said um i'm I'm not racist, but I'm more closest. So you know, depending on what you wear is sort of how I'll judge you at first. You know, you know, you wear a hoodie and you you walk like you're you're up to no good because you're wearing a hoodie and you're covering your head or something.
1: I might think that you're.
0: uh, What's going on here? How would you judge me? Well, you're very clean cut. Wearing Mm -hmm. a nice, beautiful dress. uh, Got some heels on. They're pointed.
1: And, uh,
2: Apple watch don't forget about that
1: <laughs> with a Louis Vuitton Louis Vuitton so
2: that'd be like 10 notches up it's wax canvas <laughs> yeah. you know? I'm just yeah. kidding
1: no but wax seriously canvas. I mean people judge people every day right well, I so in, I, I mean like, it's I'm well I put together like a piece by Gershwin but what if I wasn't I mean I like to go home and wear my hoodie and just like close it up around my face like you know and but uh, if you walked into I a store out. looking like that
0: yeah I, i'd look at you weird well, one of the thing yeah. is like uh, my eye on
2: uh, profiling isn't always bad right profiling has really helped us a lot in our society when things look sketchy we go and approach it and we say hey this looks weird see and,
1: something say something exactly
2: so profiling isn't bad yeah Like, at times, whether it's because of racism or whatever, it is bad. But just because, again, you can't throw the baby out with the bathwater. That's all I'm trying to say.
1: Well, and to be fair, I think that it's okay to say that a person's race is part of that profiling for a criminal profile. Mm -hmm. But it can't just be based on race, right? It has to be based on what you're wearing, what your hair looks like, if you have glasses or not. I mean, there's a lot of things that go into a criminal profile. Mm -hmm. But I think At least from what I can tell, the Austin Police Department has come a very long way from where they used to be, from from possible profiling to criminal profiling. Mm -hmm. And I spent three hours in a criminal profiling class. I feel like I kind of have a good concept of how they deal with things. And unfortunately, for the remainder of our society, everybody's going to look different. Everybody's going to have a different ethnicity, Mm -hmm. and that's going to be a part of it. We can't focus on that. It's a bad person doing a bad thing. And if you're not doing bad things, then you have nothing to worry about. Yeah. I know that that. sounds simple and it's probably awful. I mean, sometimes I feel bad even saying that. But if you're not doing something bad, you have nothing to worry about. Well, that's sort of a personal responsibility. I get that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Personal. I'm all about personal responsibility, please. I love that stuff. But yeah, let's get back to some of your 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 platform, uh, your policies that you would like to enact.
1: So I feel like currently the homeless situ- situation is obviously out of control. It's
0: a very
2: difficult the, situation. The
1: homeless situation it's huge. It's is huge. Is out of control. Thank you,
2: uh, Latin Trump.
1: Es
2: grande, muy grande.
1: So <laughs> I don't know if I can talk right now. My okay, Go here. ahead. Go. So the homeless situation, the homeless situation, yes, is out of control, mm-hmm. you guys. Uh, everything that I've seen since this has happened has not contributed to a solution so much more as a problem. We as taxpayers pay taxes to try and fix things. And the city council is putting in policies that allow the taxpayers money to be spent on things like the homeless issue. I think that on city council, you have to be good stewards of the taxpayers money because the taxpayers are those that are out there laboring in order to provide those dollars for you Mm -hmm. to spend. Nothing I've seen thus far has actually caused a dent in our homeless population. That's a problem. I'm all about trying to find creative solutions to these problems. I don't think that it's compassionate or safe to let those people live on the streets. But what's happening now seems to be the status quo, and that needs to change. So I have no problems being a dissenting voice on on the council to say, hey, stop buying hotels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you definitely <laughs> want to cut
0: <laughs> spending as much as possible on yeah, your Definitely.
1: Sign-up. Well, and, and that goes into, I think that we should have a external audit of the city council in order to find wasteful spending.
0: Now, be- wasn't that oh, one of the propositions the last yes. couple of years? The, so, and that did not pass, right?
1: Proposition K did not pass. And one of the reasons for that was because- the liberals didn't like the idea of no transparency in government for whatever reason. Yeah. And so they put out this rumor that it was funded by dark Republican money and the Koch that. brothers were involved and all this other stuff. And I'm like, no, the Koch brothers aren't involved. Council member or Houston wants us to pass uh, former Travis County judge, Bill Aylshire wants us to pass mm. like, there are a bunch of people who are not Republicans that want this to go through. I think in being a good steward of the taxpayers' money, we need to do an external city audit. I think KXAN investigated a little while ago, and they found out that there were city like departments that were spending thousands of dollars on Christmas parties.
0: Oh, yeah. That's something um, we were going to talk about here. There was, uh, what, $15,000 for the the. Uh, uh, like a cops ball or yeah. something, the policeman's ball. I, I
1: don't know if that was the police or the was Austin Energy.
0: Of, so it was, yeah. Part, it was definitely city, and we paid yeah. for it.
1: Yeah, and that's a lot of money to yeah. spend on a Christmas party. I mean, I've spent. Fifty dollars on a Christmas party, like Dude, we could or spend, holiday party. We could probably
2: yeah. do a. We could probably throw a tits party for a thousand dollars. I uh, my wife has put together a party for like a hundred bucks for Super Bowl. What you talking about, man? Hundred dollar Super Bowl hey, party. My <laughs>
1: wedding was like forty five grand, and I paid for that myself. I was like, like
2: about two thousand. It's
1: like, I come mean, on, man, if you are going to spend a that ball. kind of money, it should be of your own volition, yep. not because the taxpayers are spending. I don't think that that's a good taxpayer. Well, I, and I love funded- the.
2: I love the word stewardship. Cause that it means like you want to be accountable for the things of that course. you're spending. And it's, and, the, and the thing I've come to find is so many liberal friends of mine are like 30 and under, you know what I mean? Don't have real serious jobs have been yeah. jumping around. You know what I mean? For me, I'm like, you know, and I've been talking to my wife and it's just kind of like, where does our tax money go? Like, you know, and we see all the homelessness, we see this and that. And I've, in the last few years, I've really been more into politics but because it's like, where does my money go? And do I really support these things? And especially when you have the left coming out saying, we want taxpayer money to pay for abortions. I'm like, I don't agree with that. What the fuck are you talking oh, about? Hold up. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, there's so many things like that when it comes to homelessness or abortion or anything. It's like, why don't I have a say in where my money goes if I'm paying it?
1: So former city council member, Don Zimmerman, and I actually had this conversation. I talked to his attorney about it. He is suing the city currently, Spencer Cronk, over the city paying for taxpayer-funded abortions.
0: That's like against the uh, Flores? Yeah. Is it the Flores Act? Um... I, I don't
1: know specifically. We We just talked about it, and it was an interesting conversation. I mean, I definitely think that there are things that the city should do and not do. I did look into it, though. Mm. The city's only providing $150,000 a year for that. And I will say if you're going to sue the city, that's also going to pay like that costs yeah. money too. So it's one of those things that if elected to city council, it might be a better opportunity to say no to certain frivolous spending. Yes. I'm not sure if suing the city necessarily is the best idea. He may agree otherwise because he is, and it's on appeal right now, but, I think that if I were given the role to sit up there and make decisions for my community, not only would I reach out to them and find out how they feel, but I Mm -hmm. would actually listen. Mm. I mean, there's a lot of things that I probably wouldn't necessarily personally agree with, but if the people in my district have an overwhelming, we need this to happen, I am their representative and I need to make it happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't just need to sit up there and vote for things that, Personally, I believe in, I'm, I'm the representative. It's kind of like being on city council. Stucco. That's,
0: that's it, so good. And it says you, you want to uh, enact a top-down clean of city hall.
1: Yes, which goes hand-in-hand with that city audit. Yeah, making totally. sure that we are being good stewards of the money and making sure that we're not overspending.
0: That's what that looks like right there. Uh, what is your plan to get COA spending in order and under control? Yeah. Should we tax... Uh, Should the taxpayer be funding these parties or should there be a spending limit on them?
1: I definitely think there should probably be a limit. So, and I will say too, I used to work for government, right? So I worked for the Round Rock Fire Department. I was in the training division there. I worked for Williamson County Emergency Management. And when I was at Williamson County Emergency Management, my position was EMPG funded. It was an emergency management grant program position. And... I got told during budget time, if we don't spend the money by the end of the year, then we're going to lose it next year. And so part of me wonders if these holiday parties are a way to spend all the money mm. before. Yeah, I know. It's awful. Unbelievable. Like, spend the money before it's taken away so that next year we can justify having more. It's awful. It's, it's an awful it's like situation. Taken away. Like- well, if you say you need $20,000 for your department and you only use 15000 why would the city give you twenty thousand the yeah. next year.
2: And what do they do with the extra? I guess you have to a party. Taxpayer.
0: Give it back to the taxpayers. I think what they should do. If yeah. we even they if should. we get a if, even if we get a check for a penny, yeah, I'd, I wouldn't would that be, be like,
1: monumental? it would be, be great. I'd be like, holy crap,
0: they're doing something, yeah. right? My, something. my
1: grandfather would say they spent more money on the stamp than they did the check they sent.
0: Me. <laughs> 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 That's
2: great. <Right laughs> <off the top. laughs> so bless um, his
1: heart. He's, w- he passed one away. One thing
2: I want to know, and this is just because me and Lois have talked about, but like, what what was the spark that made you get into all the things like politics and I am so glad you asked yeah yeah. Yeah,
1: so I have always cared about my community always like that and it sounds so cliche but when I was in high school I joined the health occupations students of America at Westwood High School which is far northwest Austin um we I took a CNA class in high school. My junior year, I became a certified nurse's aide, which I still maintain today. I still have my CNA certification. I use that in what I do professionally um, as a care manager at a home care company. But I worked in a nursing home, hated it. I don't like the conditions that our older people are subject to. It's just awful. So my senior year, I had the opportunity to become an EMT. So I took the EMT program. I join the fire department because there was a firefighter club and at the time there was a fire station across from my high school the jollyville fire department some guys came over told us about it some girls in my class said hey we should join the firefighter club they're cute and i was like girls 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 (laughs) and at that time i was like the biggest geek ever i go if you're gonna join a club join it because you want to not because the guys are hot and so I said, if you're going to go, a would
2: say that. I'll yeah. be
1: there on Monday, show up. And I was the only one who showed up and I, I loved it. It was, it was my jam. I, my first day there, there was a call that dropped, the tones dropped. That's what they say mm. when the tones go off. And the assistant fire chief said, you get on the fire truck right now. And I was like, who, who? And I get on the fire truck, and we are speeding down Pond Springs Road, going a million miles an hour, and I'm buckled in. I'm like, my mom only does 30 on this road. Like, what? And we get to a fire, and I just saw I saw everybody come together and put the fire out and the calmness that it brought to the community because there were so many people watching. And I said, "This is this is my jam. I can do mm. this. I can make a difference. Like I can come to somebody's house on the worst day of their life, and I can make a change. Mm. And I think that followed me through into my life because running for city council, as cliche as this sounds, and trust me, I know it sounds cliche, I'm going to make a difference in somebody's life, not just on the worst moment of their their time or their day, but I'm going to be able to make a difference long term and for future generations. Yeah. And I generally mm. want to do that. I mean, mm. my daughter lives here. You're doing it
0: for your daughter yeah. and her generation and her daughter's generation. Yeah. And, and,
2: and it's funny you say it sounds Wonderful. cliche because I know I like and this is just me speaking for myself. Like I was a barista for almost ten, about ten years. And a barista, A baristo. <laughs> and the and I enjoyed it mainly for that reason. Like <clears throat> the way that I interact with parents and and their kids and the way I saw their kids grow up and how how just a cup of coffee can really affect the person's life. Yeah, I took that so serious. I mean, I, I roasted for a few years and I roasted for uh, Texas coffee traders, but it was like I took coffee so serious because I saw how coffee, a cup of coffee, right? Because there's, I remember there was times where people would come on drive through when I when I was working for Starbucks and girls would be crying or something would go on, and, and I'll be like, "What's wrong?" and they would tell me their story, and I'm like, "You know what? This is on the house. Here you go." And seeing their face light up with a $5 cup of coffee like I just made their day, Dude. I could imagine what it's like to see a burning building, people being rescued and saying, that's what I want to do. Like, I just yeah. want people to feel safe. And if I of could course. bring that to them, I want to do that. I could totally understand that.
1: So I got laid off on March 22nd from my job. It was awful. But my first day back, I said, I'm going to go to Starbucks, treat yourself. Yep. And treat yourself
0: 2020.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I get to the drive-thru and I tell the lady at the window she's like how are you today and I was like oh my gosh I'm great I just got a new job I'm making more money than the job I got laid off at and today is amazing it's my first day back and she was like congratulations high five like people can make a difference no matter what they do it's just knowing your purpose in life and moving forward to make the world better and I just want to make the world a better place and i feel like i can
0: yeah and you know like I'm i said before this woman's a helper and yep. uh, last time she's on the show and i don't want to bring up bad things but there <laughs> there are people that that don't think very highly of you for some reason <laughs> and they'll
2: they'll talk no, about they us. don't are they you don't know me you
0: don't no? well i'll tell you who does think very you highly of you tell me why uh one of our fans neil he's asking mm-hmm. is she married
1: I am married. Yeah. Ah, wah, wah, wah,
2: wah. Damn,
0: no, Neil, sorry good. to crush it's you, good.
1: buddy. It's good. I love my husband and he's very supportive. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be where I am now without his support. That's great.
0: Mm-hmm. And yeah. he's on the radio too, right? He's, yes. a, he's a
2: fellow radioer.
1: He's a news reporter. I heard
2: he was one of the sexiest men ever.
1: <laughs> That's what I heard. Am I wrong? <laughs> yeah,
2: I said it. You, yeah, you, yeah, you yeah, know, exactly. that you know well. what's yeah. sad?
1: He has to be at work at 3 a.m.
2: Just Like a sexy oh, man, would. I've always
3: Dang. wondered what time they have to get there exactly,
2: to do yeah, all that.
1: to do the yeah. morning news. It's like an yeah. ungodly hour. Yeah. Let me
0: get into some more questions here. So, what do you think of the Austin Justice Coalition uh, calling for defunding of the Austin Police Department?
1: So funny you ask that. I talked to Chaz Moore, who's the director of the Austin Justice Coalition yesterday, actually. Um, you know, I I can't say that it's awful that people believe a certain way that they do because they do for a reason. Mm -hmm. However, I can say that I do not agree with defunding the police department. I think that defunding the police department will come up with a lot more problems than solutions. Given our current climate, I will say that it is awful that George Floyd died. It is awful that Michael Ramos died. Those are things that absolutely should never happen in police custody. No one should ever die. But defunding a police department which is going to provide safety and situations where you might not feel safe to other people. I mean, that's awful. Can, we-
2: can, can I just go on my, on a two minute rant? I'm just asking maybe less. All right, go. Right. So this will pisses me off about George Floyd right now. And I'm sorry if anybody gets offended. That's not what I'm no, saying. We're going to lose some audience. But yet. the thing, and this is and this, and you saw on my Facebook, people got mad at me for this. But, but if we took a time machine of George Floyd, the person and took it back to when he was in his mother's stomach, and we put her alive right now, they would want him aborted. All right. You don't know that. No, no. And so, no, I mean, what I'm saying is, there would not be a cry for him if he was a baby, because he would just be another statistic of a doctor that killed a baby. You know what I mean? And I got a lot of crap on Facebook about this, and it's a lot of people. And what I'm trying to say is, what gets me mad is that we're arguing murder when it comes to abortion and George Floyd. What I've been trying to tell people for the, for, the, for the last few days is I care about murder when it's done in the doctor's office and by a cop, right? When it's done by the doctor and the cop. And that's, like, the biggest thing that frustrates me is because what about all the black babies that are dying under the hands of doctors and nobody's protesting them? You know what I mean? That's where it's, like, it's not that, like, why are you so mad about this person, when there is hundreds of thousands of other black babies that could become a George Floyd and well, nobody speaking I, I mean I
0: totally it. said that I said you know when we were talking coronavirus and how Cuomo Governor Cuomo that was, was less like, than a minute that
1: yeah, was pretty good thank you thank you, thank you. Governor I don't Cuomo, know how much longer I could listen yeah. just kidding
0: governor Cuomo <laughs> was talking about how you know if we can save just one life and how he pretended how he cared about yep. life so much and I said you I said the same kind of rant that you did I don't I don't believe you don't you don't fool me? Is what I mm-hmm. said when you say you care about human life, and that's what you're. I guess yeah. You're that's all I there. wanted to say. No, and I I, well,
1: th- I agree with you. Without getting into like too many social issues like that, because mm-hmm. obviously that's something that's important that needs. And I to just be. think
2: it was it, something like that needs to come from a person of color, because if a white person says it, they're going to say it's racism.
1: Well, you are being racist right now.
2: So the white persons. <laughs>
1: I'm just kidding. I, no, no, no. Not, not, uh, not you know. Uh, no. What, what I'm saying, though, is like, what about the, the retired black police officer who died? And I feel awful. I don't know his name. I just yep. read about it briefly before I got here. He passed away because somebody shot him because he was trying to prevent looters from getting to, to his house. I really feel like everything I've read, and people may hate me for this. They, They might, really. It's okay to be mad about George Floyd's death. It's okay to be 20%. mad about Michael Ramos passing away. Yes. Those things obviously should never happen. But David I feel Dorn, like David Dorn, David Dorn. David Dorn thank yes. you, David Dorn. It's okay to be mad about David Dorn dying. Our society as a whole is in this critical moment in history. We have these things that happen, that social media captured that people shared right at the cusp of coronavirus ending. Part of me believes, and I promise I'm not a conspiracy theorist or anything like that, these things are driven, these protests are driven by more than just these men dying. And that, to me, is bigger. It's a larger thing than what's really happening. It's just a a precipitating event that's caused all this civil unrest. And I understand it. People are angry. They don't want to be at home anymore. They want to come out. But we have to kind of... Focus that and be positive and try to make change. And it is going to take a lot of leadership mm-hmm. and a lot of good people in the right places to make that change happen.
0: Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And if they, they talk about defunding the police, does that mean that they want privatized police? I think that it's even more problematic than yep. a public police. Yeah, There's all sorts of weird, crazy stuff. But yeah. I wanted to uh, ask you a question here. Did you know that Mackenzie Kelly is in the Urban Dictionary.
1: Oh, no. Did Uh you know that? That sounds awful.
0: (laughs) Let's take a good look at what Mackenzie Kelly means. If you call someone a Mackenzie Kelly, a girl that talks too much and sucks at sports and wants to follow you constantly and acts perfect and thinks she's better than everything. I don't know if that refers to you, but I was doing some research and I thought...
1: Well, maybe I mean you I was on the practice squad for the Legends Football League for a while, which is the like they rebranded after the Laundry Football League and they became the Legends Football League. And I I was a tight end and I feel like I sucked. Okay. So maybe that part's <laughs> true. I okay, tell you, you probably you
2: you, do you, you do don't you, talk too much. Yeah, uh I don't do you think act
0: you. perfect? Do you act perfect and think she's better than everything? I don't I don't think this refers to you at all, yeah. but uh I thought it was funny that
2: you're in the Urban Dictionary. Maybe the first part, because that's she admitted she sucks at sports. (laughs) That's not my own. I mean,
1: not without trying. I went to a lot of practices, but I tried so hard. There's a reason they put me on the practice squad. Like the coach said, "You are good for our social media presence." So we're putting you you? at five eleven. Yeah. He's like, "You're good for our social media presence," because at the time I still had my modeling contract and I had a big social media following, Mm -hmm. but. Um, and it says at yeah, yeah, the bottom there
0: great. get a Mackenzie Kelly mug for your girlfriend Giovanna. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You know what? I was
0: thinking about what
2: to
1: going to girl. I'm gonna get my own yeah. Mackenzie Kelly. By no the one. way,
0: four people have voted that down, so I don't think anyone actually says uh, that that's a thing. Who else a thing.
1: is a Mackenzie Kelly though? It's. Such I a looked up. Name. I was doing
0: some research. There's a there's a model, nine year old model named Mackenzie Kelly.
1: Oh, that's awful. I feel bad for her. Yeah,
0: I was like, what? A model? Like you're nine years old. You gotta <laughs> learn the histories and the Spanish. You need and to the... learn
1: how to do cursive. Yeah, you gotta learn the
0: cursive, man. Anyways, here, let's see. You ran for District 6th in 2014, receiving only 1,382 votes.
1: That's actually a lot more than one would anticipate Mm -hmm. when I only raised $350, had no yard signs, and was mostly a word-of-mouth campaign.
0: Well, I hope we spread the word out there. If you're in District 6, give her a vote. I don't know. Can we say that kind of stuff on public access? Yeah, Yeah, give her a a thumbs up. Not
3: really. It's a call to action. Okay. Just... Yeah, sorry and about that. Just ignore sorry, that.
0: Doug. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Doug. Sorry, Doug. <laughs> uh, anyways. They've been
1: great, by the way. Just letting Wait, us what? uh They've Just been...
3: <laughs> with everything. Letting I'm, us get Oh, no, with Doug
1: has been awesome. Yeah, I mean, he helps no, out with the trailer park especially show. Charles. Oh, Charles, is show. Is oh, Charles is the bomb With a name com.
3: like
0: Charles. This one goes out to Charles and Doug. Yeah, this show is dedicated to Charles. So Love you, you have you a Washington Post article up on here. I can't look at it because I'm not subscribed to it, but it talks about uh, you are on the GamerGate a platform. A female
1: politician in Austin is running for the GamerGate platform. What the, the, the hell title. is
0: GamerGate?
1: I'll tell you what I thought GamerGate was. Um, <laughs> I was under the impression that Gamergate was a sort of movement in the industry for gaming that wanted to hold reporters responsible for ethics in gaming journalism. Mm -hmm. Now, at a deeper level, that means journalists who reviewed video games should not be compensated for it. And if so, they needed to disclose that. At the time, that wasn't happening. I thought it was an honorable cause. I thought it was a good idea. Yet, the trolls on the internet thought otherwise. And they wanted to dox me.
0: Weird. Yeah. And you told us you were, you were swatted as well.
1: Yeah, but that was for a different issue.
0: They hit you with a giant swat? (laughs) Fly swatter or something?
1: No, swatting is when somebody calls the police and they tell them erroneous information that causes them to show up in force.
0: Like, oh, I'm about to kill myself or something. My name is this and that. Come and get me.
1: I did a public information request to get the 911 call. And I heard... It was because I posted something about the homeless and how they were building structures online. That's what caused that swatting call. Anyway, the woman said that I had a lot of guns and... I wanted to shoot other people and that I was saying things on the internet that were unstable. Obviously she didn't know me. Mm. So the police showed up at my grandmother's house, which is where she sent them at 10 o'clock at night, scared the bejesus out of my grandma who calls me. I live two miles away. I came over. I told them the situation. They peacefully left, but it could have been a lot worse. So back to Gamergate. Um, I mean, I've talked about Gamergate for It's been a while, actually, but I talked about it very prolifically at the time. I think that ethics in journalism in general is admirable, Mm -hmm. and it's something that should always happen. And so somebody on Twitter with all my followers, they said, you should join on this movement. I didn't think about it enough before I started, and then I went full steam ahead, and the Washington Post wrote an article about it. That was not my platform at the time. I got into Camergate way late, and I never joined it because I thought I could win city council. Mm. That was not a platform that would win Austin. Mm. Yeah, Maybe I, getting I rid no of bag bans. My goodness. Um, well, even
2: even that. Like, I mean, come on. There, like, the intention was good, and there's so many things that the media likes to twist and make yeah. it seem as if, it's, if it was a bad thing. Exactly. And it's like, again, I'm pretty sure if you were, like, on the extreme left, they would be like, oh, that, that's what they would be yeah. talking about. But because you're not in agreement with them, they're kind of like, oh, she's trying to do this and that. Yeah. Which is very No, oh, It
1: was awful. It was really awful. So
2: recently I had got uh, a notification
0: from uh, from you. I think it was something about praying for the, uh, was it police?
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, so I, I've i been very spiritual for a while. but And this is where I feel bad and guilty. I've never really shared that with anybody. Recently I baptized somebody at my church. We have a small house church and being able to baptize somebody was an amazing experience Mm for me. I mean, I was like, our pastor said, well, why don't you baptize them because you know them better and you brought them to church. And I was like,
0: is that a Catholic thing, baptism? Or is that just a generally general thing? Okay. Yeah. I
1: was like, are you sure I can baptize somebody? Like I made that weird face. And, and our pastor was like any brother or sister in Christ, who believes can baptize somebody else. Mm-hmm. So I did. And it, it was an awesome feeling like being able to give somebody the gift of believing. It was amazing. So this past Sunday at house church, I led a group prayer for the police in in Austin and they're getting a lot of hate right now because of what's going on. Yeah. Like way too much. And I have several police officer friends who need that support and one of the things that I did in the citizens police Academy, I met the chaplains who were with the police department. So I was like, okay, this is kind of cool. The next day after I led that prayer request, uh, two friends of mine reached out to me and said, we should think about supporting the police. What do you think about this? What do you think about that? And I was like, I'm going to start a Facebook. Group. Mm-hmm. And I did. And we have over a hundred members right now. And there's several, I think there's like 94 waiting to get in right now. And I feel really bad, but, um, it is growing by leaps and bounds. Mm. These people just post prayers in the group supporting the police department. And we have what we wanted to start, which is an adopt a cop in prayer program. Wow. I know. So I talked to one of the chaplains through email and I told him what was going on. And I want to pull up the email so that you guys know what he said, because it's really powerful. And honestly, it is a testament to my faith, which I didn't know was as strong as it was. He says, Good morning. Thank you for your email, and most importantly, for your concern and support of our officers during these difficult times. Our people are working seven days a week for the foreseeable future, and the strain on their families and relationships is indescribable. I'm really pleased with both the creation of your group and the impact it is having. I believe that prayer is the most powerful thing we have, and it does make a difference. So he doesn't want us to necessarily adopt a cop by badge number, because Right now, Antifa is trying to dox our police officers. So what we're going to do instead is just sign-ups for each group that's working, like the Alpha group or whatever, from this time to this time. And our members are going to pray for them while they're on duty. And God can direct our prayers. I fully believe in that. Mm -hmm. And, And he will know what to do and... It's going to give the members in our Facebook group a way to really direct what's happening and feel like they're a part of helping instead of hurting. And that to me is just this amazing thing that I never thought I would be able to make a difference in.
0: That is great. Um, Did you want to lead us in a prayer right now? (laughs)
1: <laughs>
0: it's up to you
2: we're good i'm really not good at <laughs> I, praying I will, I will lead us in a prayer if
1: will you, you want really time. okay yes, i'm sorry
2: I'm well, one shy. thing you should know about him he went to seminary really oh, that, yeah i said oh, to be wow. a pastor, i'm a christian so it's and that's the whole thing about me i just want people to know that christians are not what you think they are That's thank right. you
1: because i really felt like for the longest time i had this like cloak over me that i couldn't talk about my faith and this has really opened my eyes and made me feel encouraged yeah
2: and for me i don't shut up about my faith for he me really does that yeah, for me it's the opposite for me i feel like there's you know, excuse my language. I think there are a lot of Christians nowadays are pussies, and they don't want to speak up for the faith. Very Christian of you to sorry. say. Hey, I'm sorry. Uh, the Apostle Paul has said worse, right? The Apostle Paul has told uh, Pharisees to cut their dicks off. So I, I don't not. I'm not saying again. If you when you understand the Greek and Hebrew of the Bible, there's a lot of vulgar language. But um, but yeah, for me, it's like like I love being outspoken about my faith because I know there's a lot of Christians out there who are shy about it. So I'm always like, if I could be the loud guy, and they're saying, well, he looks kind of cool. He has tattoos, gauges, he's Mexican. If he's being out loud, I'll be loud. You know, so that's my whole thing. Like,
1: Yeah, and it's been very encouraging for me. Like, I went home and talked to my in-laws about it, and they were like, you did what? Like, you don't even pray at dinner time. We pray at dinner time. And I'm like, I can't believe I'm doing it. Like, it makes me feel so good. Mm-hmm. And and it's very encouraging because, like I said, I never thought that the, a lot of our members are from Take Back Austin, too, that are in that Facebook group. And it's just it's an amazing feeling to know that people believe and obviously they can pray in the only way that Mm -hmm. they feel comfortable, but it's so nice. Like popcorn prayers. I just learned what that was. It's like this person said, I'm going to pray when I think about it, popcorn prayers. And I'm like, that is cool.
0: Like, you were talking about something uh, about uh, doing prayers. So you say you'd say I pray for you. I'll pray for you, but now now yeah. you don't do that as much because you'll say I'm gonna pray for you right here, yeah, right now. Yeah,
2: So even that, like, uh, so one thing that really frustrated me about the riots is that every Saturday I go out um, from about five thirty to maybe eight or nine, uh, you know, and I ride the one wheel, take photos, and just hang out in, in the Austin. morning. In the mornings, yeah. Um, and so for 30 to 40 minutes, I would go to the Capitol and pray and hang out with the cops and talk to them there. And the thing that sucks is that after all this has happened, I mean, things have gotten really tight and it sucks because there's cops who I know there and you know, they would see me praying and they'll pull up and say, Hey, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm praying for you guys, praying for the city, praying for the nation and this and that. And they would tell me their names and be like, Hey, pray for us on this. And so it's great that even securities there are like, are very open about their faith. And I'm just like, dad, dude, you know, and then every now and then, I, you know, when when I knew their schedule, a couple of the guys that I kind of knew were there every other Saturday, I would bring them coffee or a donut and just be like, hey, man, I'm praying for you and, and ask them, how's your family? But again, this is things I don't talk about because I believe that God honors the secret. Of prayers. course. You know, like he's kind of like, oh, you're not boasting. Like I'm going to I'm going to. So when I don't talk about it for me, it's just like I want to keep this between me and you. So when you do act, I'm going to be like. Well, I'll tell it. you how uh, that definitely worked last week uh how
0: powerful it was because we were talking to Brian, uh, Brian. Govatos mm-hmm. and Govatos. Govatos and something happened to him while he was talking oh, to us at the end. Yeah. What? Um so he, we were they were kind of sort of talking about uh, god and this and that and uh he's he's very atheist but mm. something fell on him the, the <gasps> sound the sound panel. Sound panel oh, fell down no. on him and he he it was it was we guys were talking about yep. like god and, and and religion and such and he was all like Oh my God! because yeah, because
2: he was just talking about like we were going back and forth, and he was like, "Yeah, this and that," and I'm just like talking to him about God, and then you know he like he he had I think he said he had a Mormon background or something, and then like you know kind of walked away, and you know so we're just talking about God, and then out of nowhere you just see a sound panel fall, and he's like, "God, don't do this to me right now,
3: okay?" No, I don't need this. It's true. You know, honestly, uh, like that made the best of. Like, yes.
1: If, if there's one thing that I've learned through this whole thing, it's that. I need to be me Mm -hmm. and I need to stay, not that I haven't before, but I need to stay true to my values. I need to stay true to myself and I need to be an example for others. And in doing so, who cares if I pray? Mm -hmm. That's like, that's me. I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray for the protesters. I'm going to pray that God opens their hearts and they they're not combative and that they're peaceful and that he shines light on them so that they have their voices heard. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pray for the police officers who are put in the middle of it. And so what if the world knows mm-hmm. there's other like-minded people out there, maybe not as outspoken as me or in the spotlight like me to be able to say that, but I can be an example for others. And I and, think that that's a wonderful and there's thing. There's nothing bad
2: about that. Like even how you brought up last time when you would ask the odor odor co-host of like would you rather be stuck with an extreme Muslim or extreme Christian right? right it's kind of like you know you know the Christians all he's gonna do is like be nice to you like it's better than the no, other option I've never met an extreme Muslim before <laughs> but I would assume that they're from what I've understood
0: and heard that they may not be you know as nice as extreme Christians
2: so are. I've heard I don't know I jeez I,
1: I don't know I only asked that
2: question but if you're an extreme Muslim, if you're an extreme Muslim you want to come on the show and have a little combo we're down one has one gives calls you an infidel the other one's like here's what you can do to yeah. change your life forever.
0: <laughs> here you are
1: you guys so where are you gonna lead us in prayer
0: i will pray where are we
1: at right now on the show time
0: yeah. well we have another half an hour left in the show and we're gonna get into some statistics mlk jr and you know just some regular old news and you're free to crack wise yeah. with us and Keep on talking and may get controversial. And I, I think you're used to that already.
1: Yeah, no, <laughs> you guys are great. And I'm thankful for the time that you've given me to be here and how friendly you are towards me and the whole situation. And I just, I'm so glad I met you guys, even though it was through like a different way, I yeah. guess Austin Public Studios, but it has been a pleasure to be here. Thank you and- for
2: having us and, <laughs> or I mean, being with us. Thank <laughs> yeah, you for having us and show. being with us. Well, it's great. And I mean, I, th- I think it's cool. I mean, like... You know, I was raised with a bunch of women. So seeing women not just leading in the home or in the schools, but even in city council and all that kind of stuff, like, I love that kind of stuff, you know? like yeah. uh, Because, again, to me, I don't see men and women as anything different. I just see... One can do other things and the yeah. other can do other things. And a lot more women that I've known are very intelligent and very smart. And for my sake, I'd be like, damn, I'd rather have a woman lead there than a man. Cause I know how men are.
1: Well, and that's something I thank you for saying that because I have a 10 year old daughter and she wanted to know why things were so bad right now. And I had to explain to her, honey, There's a lot of unrest right now in the country and it has been going on for generations. And I talked to her about slavery and I talked to her about women's suffrage. And I, I even told her women used to not be able to vote. And she's like, what mommy you vote all the time. I, yeah. did, I go with you like you, you couldn't vote. And I had explained to her that. And I told her that sometimes women don't get equal pay for the same jobs that men do. And she's like, what? And I told her how hard I had to work at the fire department to prove myself because I was a woman. Like there are different forms of discrimination. Mm-hmm. Doesn't make it any better. Doesn't make it any worse but I had to prepare her for that. And it, it, just seeing a 10 year old who's innocent and trying to make her way in the world, try and comprehend that it was heartbreaking. Mm. We don't need those kind of barriers in life. And if I can do anything to help change those things, I would be honored to be that person.
0: Mm. I never even knew that kind of stuff that, you know, like women had it hard or whatever. And, It's because I grew up with my mom being Mm -hmm. such a dominant figure in my life that I never thought that, oh, oh, geez, you know, my mom is like way more successful than I'll probably ever be. She gets paid a lot more than I'll ever get paid. And she's a Filipino immigrant, you know, so... That says a lot to me, and when people are saying, "Oh, women don't get or this and that," I go, well, "Wait a minute, you know mm-hmm. w- what? What about my mom?" Yeah, yeah. So I, I sometimes I don't see those
2: arguments very well because my mom is such a strong, dominating. Hundred percent. That's one thing I will say to my wife too is just that you know, and and it, and I was telling her because like it's weird in so many job job interviews I've been a part of where one of the first questions would be like, "Are you okay working under a woman?" I'm just like, "Yeah, I was raised by women," but I'm in the same boat. It's it's hard to say like, "Oh, women's." whatever, because like my mom was such a dominant force in our family and my grandmother and my aunts were for me. It's like, I've just seen successful women or women kick ass. So when even the conversation came up with women and all this stuff, I'm like, what are you talking about? I've like, never been more fearful of anything other than a slipper <laughs> in the hand.
0: Like she pulls the foot up and she's that's like quick. a putang in a mall. Mo- that's a one move. <laughs>
2: that's a one <laughs> movement. You're not so even. Bla-
1: back to that though. I mean, even when I was at the fire department, There was a little bit of discrimination there because Mm, I was pregnant with my daughter and I would cook for the guys and I'd take my boots off because, you know, my ankles are swollen and I'd cook dinner and somebody would say, Mackenzie's barefoot pregnant and in the kitchen again. And I'm like, (sighs) You're not eating tonight. <laughs> like,
2: or a little you know, X lax in the chili every uh, now and then. Awful.
1: Oh,
0: man. That would suck, dude. I'm thinking, it's got to be the chili you well, made, who, but I don't who's know. Who's pregnant? That's what I thought.
1: Oh, I, I mean, I worked you with were, my daughter <laughs> at the fire department until, so, gosh, I think she was six months. Wow. Yeah. I mean, but I never went into burning buildings. Don't get me wrong. Like, mm. you know, I just, my bunker pants didn't fit me anymore. And I just was done. <laughs> it's like cleaning up car wrecks and helping on other stuff. Mm. What do you got there, dude? What's that on there? Uh, oh,
0: that's, uh, that's your
3: next newsletter. Oh right, right. I don't I, think we're quite there. I'm just I'm trying to get ahead of it.
0: Well, let's uh, <laughs> let's, let's let's talk about some things trying that are going on. Producers. Some yeah, some, current, go. some current some current events. Now, we're we're seeing these riots. These pro, uh, let's not call them riots. They're protesters. Protesting. Um, because that's the most important thing. And one thing I'm seeing like crazy on Facebook. I can't I can't go on Facebook or Instagram right now and just enjoy seeing videos or anything. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's been, it's been completely
2: burning buildings, burning cars and stupid shit.
0: Well, I'm seeing people defending riots that too. Yes. And I don't think that's a very productive thing because there are people that are defending good cops. Yes, there are bad cops, but there's good cops there too. Mm-hmm. Yes, there are protesters, but there's also looters and rioters, mm-hmm. and they're all different people, but they're all seem to be lumped into these two categories good cops, bad cops. We don't like good cops. All cops are bad. A cab. Yep. You know, we're seeing that like crazy. And like, that's ridiculous, but they're the same cats that will tell us you can't tell. That uh, these peaceful protesters aren't looters or whatever, but we're clearly seeing tons of looting. We're seeing bricks being thrown like yep. crazy. Um, matter of fact, we're seeing some of these weird videos where people are dropping off random bricks, where are these pallets, pallets of from? bricks.
1: Hmm. I don't know what and to rocks. think about of this. So, you guys might know this. I mean, I was very prolific in what I said about recalling the mayor, mm. and yes. I organized several peaceful protests across the city where we dropped a 16 foot banner across a highway. We saw that. So, <laughs> I mean, peaceful protesting has its place in society. I think it's amazing. At each one of those protests, even the one in front of the W Hotel where the mayor lives that I organized, the police showed up.
0: The, wait, the what? mayor lives at the W Hotel?
1: Oh, yeah, you didn't know this. What? Yeah. Who pays what? for what? that?
0: Yeah,
1: He does. Yeah.
0: Oh, he pays for that. Yeah, yeah. With so his own little salary. He
1: was an eminent domain attorney. His wife is into real estate investments, and they are worth millions.
2: Yeah. I, I, we, we I had no idea. So is a company, w. I mean, I don't want to say much. I just want to say I've been in the W for work purposes and heard many oh, things.
1: I've been swimming at the W. <laughs> are you uh, and, kidding me? No, <laughs> uh, yeah, and I've, I've
2: heard things about the mayor that i can't say on air but uh. well
1: all that aside we marched from city hall to the w me and my people from take back austin and a police officer showed up and he has known me for several years been a very good friend of mine works downtown and he said well he came up and i was like oh gosh i'm gonna get in trouble i'm gonna jail." this is a really good thing to go to jail for. I'm okay with that. We're not doing anything wrong. This is good. So I see who it is. I run over. I give him a big hug. I'm like, yo, yo, yo. And he's like, hey, so we got this call. The mayor thinks you guys are going to get out of control. I'm just here to check on you. And I was like, dude, you've known me for how long? Mm -hmm. Like I organized this. We are not getting out of control. If we do, or if someone does, and you get another call, you come to me. I will get them in line, or I will ship them out. Mm -hmm. We are peaceful. We are going to be loud, but we are going to get our point across. And he's like, I get it. I just had to come over here and check on you. I was like, okay, cool. So we marched all the way to the W. The statesman reported that we surrounded a homeless lady with our banner. That's not what happened. She was just there, and we walked right by her. It was awful. Like, we got some bad press from the statesman. But while we were protesting, we were all along – second street in Lavaca and um, Diane land, the mayor's wife was downstairs on her phone, very angry. And I just have this picture of the mayor's wife, very angry that I just, I relish in sometimes because I'm like, we have the right to protest Mm -hmm. and we're doing so peacefully. And we're only going to be here for two and a half hours. Like it's whatever. Like we're not throwing rocks. We're not throwing bricks. We're not defacing anything before we started. I went to Taverna, which is the, business restaurant down there Mm -hmm. i asked to speak to a manager i told them what we were doing she said that's fine i gave her my phone number i said if anything's out of control or people get out of the way like let me know so i can take care of it she said just don't block the entrance to our business and i was like okay cool she goes i can tell you're very organized i said i just don't want to have any problems like we're just down here expressing our interest in recalling the mayor it. And Which, people. By
0: the way, are you still selling the masks?
1: <laughs> the Recall, Adler, recall masks. Adler masks. I think I have like five left available right. online.
0: Cool. Right on. They're right pretty on. awesome. There Thanks for are. asking.
1: And thank you for letting me talk for so long. Sorry.
0: Oh, no, that's fine. I uh, believe
1: in peaceful protesting. It's the best way to get your point across, be it a salamander that doesn't need to be removed from a situation or the mayor being removed from office. Mm-hmm. Well,
0: I have a video that we could watch that uh, of some protesting here. I thought we can watch that real quick here. Some peaceful protesting. And that's
1: here in Austin.
0: I don't think it's here in Austin. We'll watch someone in Austin here in a second. The right, the right, audio? the right one. Is that not it. The right fader. Does that turn down for a reason? Uh,
3: that's not as okay. It.
0: All right. Well, no audio. Oh man, yeah. we love the audio. Oh. There's- Guy's like, I'm with you guys. We believe you. we believe your cause. <gasps> and the guy's face is like, oh no, oh no.
1: See that's not okay.
0: Peaceful protesting, man. That's all. That's lot. not peaceful
1: protesting.
0: If, there's a lot of bad actors and if they're going if they're willing and so quick to say oh uh, bad cops uh, the good cops are defending the bad cops i want to see and i've seen lots of videos of the other side where there are people like getting bricks and there's people saying the the protesters mm-hmm. are saying stop yep but I don't want to hear this thing about how the the rioters are doing anything good, which mm-hmm. we're seeing from the Cuomos, the Lemons on the CNNs, and the MSNBCs that these are these are good folks. Um, and they're, oh, merchandise is replaceable. Human lives aren't. Like, that's not violence. So, violence is uh, leaning on a man's neck. It's like, wait a goddamn minute. A, cop, a former cop just got killed, a yep. black man, by the way. Now, where's the outrage
1: for that, really?
0: I haven't seen None, too much of at it. All. So
1: can I just say, and at the... I guess expensive not embarrassing the individual, but it is a person who's very high up in a coalition here that is about defunding the police. He's prolific about police brutality. He he doesn't think that's okay. Yet on his criminal record, he has an assault charge for punching a bar owner on Sixth Street in the throat. Well here's the thing. That's very hypocritical. Nobody
0: is right? happy that that cops kill people. Yeah. Like Obviously. nobody wants that. But somehow it's lumped to oh yeah, these these uh these uh lockdown protesters, by the way. We were the lockdown protesters, yeah. now they're the 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 Floyd protesters or whatever. Yeah. Uh they're like they think that we're happy or something about people dying. Mm-hmm.
1: Nobody's happy about anybody Nobody. dying. I'm just saying if you're going to talk crap about the police and call them brutal, don't go around punching people in the throat. Yeah. Well, that's not very just hypocritical. That. Who,
2: who was it? There was like this NFL player, this athlete, this black guy who was like, "Oh, he
1: got." COVID? Oh, yeah,
2: he was like, he was like, "Yeah, go torch it and burn it." And then he, the next year is like, "They're at my house." You know what the hell? Get out of here! It's like, yeah, that's what. Like again, conspiracy theory. I don't think these people are actually Austinites or Americans. I believe I don't. You know, I don't. I don't know. if We talked about this a while ago, but I know almost a year ago there was a huge migration of Haitians and other people coming into the country and a lot of weird things. So. A part of me believes this is way orchestrated, well, and that's not, my conspiracy mind.
1: Not just that, but I heard from the Minneapolis governor or mayor, maybe even. Mm-hmm. I'm very fuzzy on the details, but he said that all the people who arrested, who were arrested that night, were from out of yep, town. Out of town, and I wonder what the percentage is from Austin, because from my point of view, you've got people who are angry, people who generally probably want to be peaceful protesters. And then you have the agitators mm-hmm. who come in and they're like, no, no, no. I'm like, let's mess things up. And then so I hear, they make everybody I hear else. Those want agitators to
0: do that. are two people. Mm-hmm. Uh, the antifa mm-hmm. who are fascists, yes. but they say that they're against fascism. So they I guess they should hate themselves. They and should. then you have the anti fascists saying that the white supremacists or the proud boys are going around
2: yep. agitating things.
0: I don't know what to believe here. Or
2: and, and most recently, and you know, you know my obsession with Alex Jones. So most re- <laughs> so most recently, <laughs> he, Alex Alex Jones just got blamed for uh, uh, or Infowars got blamed for burning something under the yeah. under the and bridge. He didn't and they re- and they released all the footage on Band Video showing that it was not them. They had three different camera angles, but Twitter and and the media spun it as Alex Jones and Infowars started this fire. So,
1: of course they did. So I actually know Kale who's the homeless man. Yeah, the homeless guy. Yeah, Yeah. his mattress was burned. And then I don't know if you saw the guy who stomped out the mattress. Mm -hmm. He was holding something on his shoulder. That is (laughs) Chicken Man ATX. He wouldn't give me his real name. That's his Instagram name. He literally carries a chicken on his shoulder. I've seen that guy. And he has a hat on. Like I know them because in like late January, February, I was downtown with my friends. Downtown with my friends and my one friends walking me back to my car and one homeless dudes dude stabs another homeless dude and I'm like what did I just witness like right across the street from the police department and so Kale comes over and he's like hey you okay like everything's fine do you need a hug like super nice guy mm-hmm. Super nice. And okay. I don't think all homeless people are awful.
2: No. I've had so Brandon, many great conversations with the homeless like. people here in Austin. Yeah.
1: I They're mean, amazing. But for me to see them victimized by the unpeaceful protesting, exactly. it first of all, it pisses me off because the city didn't have the forethought to say, hey, there is a known homeless camp under this overpass and we're enabling them to live here. Mm-hmm. Let's try and relocate them or at least let them know, hey, a danger exists because people are going to not peacefully protest. Mm-hmm. That makes me mad. Also, of course he became a victim and unfortunately he's a victim of circumstance given the situation yep. awful all around. I love how the city and everybody else came together to give him back the things that he yep. needs to be able to survive. So
0: yeah, things are, yeah, things yeah, yeah, are yeah. great. And you know, I wanted to bring up something about how I have friends, very woke friends on uh, Facebook. Here. Did, right? woke. Mm-hmm. Now they're not on the right side of the political aisle, okay. but they'll say that how there's a lot of, uh, Folks on the right that will go ahead and invoke MLK's thoughts on riots and and they said stop straight up stop using MLK. Well, they
1: only use part of it, right?
0: Yeah, and I wanted to play something. Somebody put threw this up on their site or on their uh, Facebook post, and I said, you know what, I'm going to watch this. I don't think I've ever really watched MLK talk before, and I watched the whole thing, and then about 247 into this video he says something that's super prolific that I feel like everyone else is just missing out Uh, these people on the left definitely would need to need to uh listen to this so go ahead and play that I feel that nonviolence is really the only way uh, that we can follow because uh, violence is just so self-defeating a riot ends up creating minimal problems for the negro community Uh, than it solves. You can, through violence, burn down a building, but you can't establish justice. You can murder a murderer, but you can't murder murder through violence. You can murder a hater, but you can't murder hate. And what we are trying to get rid of is hate and injustice and all of these other things that continue the long night of man's inhumanity to man. There we go. So... first of all this video uh, clip is called my dream has turned into a nightmare and he does talk about that cuz he talks about the vietnam war and how we're killing asian people and how the dream i had of uh, my kids being able to be judged by not the color of their skin but by the, the, the courage and the, their character in that in that realm but then they don't. They ignore this thing where he talks about the rights and this is people defending those riots right now. Uh, I get it. I'm. We're all for this peaceful pro- protesting. Nobody's angry. Nobody is like happy that this poor man George Floyd got killed, man. I, I'm so Yeah. Like, why is well, there any sort of division on this? We're talking. We're about, all
3: on the same side. And how?
0: What peaceful protesting? There's a huge difference between sitting down and peaceful protesting. Then there is yelling and throwing piss bottles at the police. Mm-hmm. Like, that's all I'm fucking seeing right now. And I get it. There are some people that are... I want to see nothing but these these videos of people protesting. That's why there's curfews right now and people now I'm not for the fucking curfews. How dare everybody do these rights enough to the point where now we have these curfews like this is unbelievable. Uh, There was like, oh, these these are the people that were all protesting against lockdowns. And now they're all happy about a curfew. No. We are not happy about the curfew. We were not happy about the lockdowns. But stop lumping us in with these bullshit. I showed you this video where Martin Luther King Jr. himself says, the rights do not help fucking shit. And this is unbelievable that people will still fucking try to get into a a target. And then they go, oh, the white people are doing it too. Didn't you see that one video where that one white guy carried out Legos? It's like... Dude, everybody's getting in on it. It's not, I don't know who's agitating this, who's, uh, who's actually doing it, but there are good people out there, good protesters out there, just like there's good cops out yes, there. And exactly. we need to remember that there's both. So defunding, no one's saying we need to get rid of all the protesters, but there's so many people saying we need to defund, get rid of the police. There's not, an there's, this is, well, this is well, not equal.
2: Well, even that, right? Okay, defund the police. Then what? 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 Right. The thing that I hate about the left, what they do is they bitch all the time and they give you no solutions. They just tell you what the problem is and they never tell you well, a Tucker, solution.
0: Tucker said it right. He was like, "Okay, let's say we give you everything you want. Exactly. What's the plan? What's the plan tomorrow? Please tell like me tomorrow. Like,
2: okay, defund the police station. Great. Then what? Yeah.
0: What happens next? We're g- so
2: you want to take our guns away and you want to take the cops away. They want to put their own policemen and 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 whatever
0: that means. They mm-hmm. want to put their own authority on there. And it's like, this is not up for debate. I kept hearing that. This is not up for debate. This is not up for debate. And I had to make, I made a meme today. It's Adolf Hitler. And it says, this speech is not up for debate. That mm-hmm. this is what led to that kind of thinking. Like I was saying uh, last week, uh, where people are encouraged to rat on others for social distancing. By the way, I think it's completely done this whole social distancing yep. thing because one on one side, and it's the way, can we get into these videos here? Um, um, let's see. This, these newsbuster things down here at the bottom here. The tale of two protests. How mm. there were some uh, law-abiding citizens uh, with their two A's. They've got their their guns and they're protesting lockdowns. These draconian lockdowns. And the the way the media portrayed them was so... Egregious, so disrespectful to people that are trying to um, abridge their second or uh, first amendment and second amendment uh, yeah. rights. Oh, these these uh, these right wing protesters. Oh, they just want to. They don't care about uh, your safety. They don't care about your safety. Let's watch this video real quick here. It's a, just a quick one. We're not going to watch it all the way.
2: Concerns oh, Gayle King, over of who course. Who is turning out for demonstrations against public safety measures in the coronavirus crisis? Protesters swarmed Michigan State Capitol again yesterday over statewide stay-at-home orders. Some of them had guns, big guns. Oh, big the guns. The state's governor says she's concerned about possible racist elements among the crowd. All right, stop and go to the—and reports- and get this
0: next one down here ready. Now, let's watch—and um, I'll give them some time to get this. Let's see how they— they portray when there's this kind of protest that's, it's not, it shouldn't be right or left wing, by the Mm way, we all don't want this to happen, but, there were there was tons actually videos on that that were showing uh, all these racist guys and everything like from yeah. mainstream media let's uh let's play this one here this is the Those tale of fighting two protests racism
1: say the virus of hate oh, may be
0: more dangerous no social than the distancing virus.
2: at this point i feel like i'm more concerned
1: with the death and the genocide of my black brothers and sisters than i am of getting this virus All right, thank you right the right. death
0: so, and genocide
1: so the virus doesn't matter anymore
0: yeah like, uh, there you go. Yeah. Apparently I guess the, not. That's what I, I, that must be. The cure is to uh, lean on a I, on a poor black I man's mean, like, neck.
1: let's be real. Yes. The the terrible protesting that's happened that really has been violent, and the looting has completely overshadowed the deaths of the people who died at the hands of the police. Mm-hmm. So, what good is that doing? We are not honoring the people who passed away in police custody at this point. We are just changing the narrative. Of the media. Well these people these people don't
0: really care about racism. We no. played video where this this uh this this kid, I think his name is Hayden or something, was punching a old man in the face mm-hmm. over and over and over. And this man was a racist. Yep. Where was the outrage then?
2: Well no don't that, actually care not only about that, racism. With the video that I sent you, you and Brandon, about a group of black men beating up a sixty year old woman. What? Are, is that not racist? Because she was white and they were black. Is that not racism? Oh, it's only I mean, okay, it's only okay when the black person does it to the white person, but not the other way around. But, but like, what about come that on.
1: black officer who retired that passed away? Exactly. So
0: do we believe as people on the right side of the spectrum that they actually care about racism?
1: I think this is a multifaceted issue. I think there's many reasons why people are out there. And I think that unfortunately, we're just one social media post away from people blowing up Mm-hmm. in these days and times it's just what is the real reason
0: well i'll tell you one thing the left i think are now incur- are now um embracing the 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 second amendment i mm-hmm. mean for one the brand is not on the on the left but he called me up and he asked about uh Like where I got my guns, you know, Mm. Uh, my girlfriend's interested in getting guns. It's like, there's a lot more people now (laughs) are like, man, there's shits. This world's crazy. I (laughs) think everyone should have a gun now. All of a sudden it's like, Oh, where were you guys before?
1: My uncle called me today and he was like, Hey, I'm going to the range after you get off work. You want to come? And I was like, well, I already told the emergency exit podcast I'd be there at 10, so probably not, mm. but let's do this again. H- did you guys hear about Michael Cargill's store getting broken into yeah. or tried to get broken into? Whose so,
2: who's store? from um, Central, Central Texas, Texas Gunworks.
1: Gun Works. So Michael Cargill. He came out and Alex Jones, oh, on Did he shoot a guy in the head? No. No, no, mm. no, no. Michael Cargill's a friend of mine. He's actually African-American. Yep. He I taught guess. my license to carry class. He actually offered while we, we were We should get him on the show. Oh my gosh. He actually has a show. It is called come and talk it. I've been on it. Come and talk it. I've yeah. been on it multiple times. I was on it a couple of weeks ago talking about business owners who wanted their businesses to reopen actually mother's day. Um, but Michael Cargill, he, he I admire him. He yeah. actually ran for city council too. Uh, but he's very two a. He is a black man. He's very comfortable in his own skin and he is willing to stand up for what he believes in. And I admire him for that. And, my whole story about getting my license to carry, I was assaulted at work. I, I do assessments on clients to find out what their needs are as far as a caregiver goes. And I was at an assessment by myself sitting literally on this side of a table. And my client was on this side in a wheelchair. He lunged across the table, grabbed my breast, not appropriate, could have been much worse. Mm. I was in a situation where I was very vulnerable. My husband said, well, we took the class. Why don't you just go get fingerprinted? You need to finish the the whole scenario. I did. Now I have my license to carry. I feel so much stronger now. I went to the ATM today at McNeil and Palmer. Well as Fargo's there. that's my bank. and there was a homeless man wandering around outside. I'm like, why are there homeless people like pacing back and forth in front of my bank? It was after five o'clock. Mm. and anyway, I go around the drive-through ATM. There's a guy there servicing the ATM. I he's like, "I'm sorry, you gotta go up front to the ATM." I was like, "But there's a homeless guy." He's like, "Just deal with it." I was like, Ugh. "Well, I have a gun on me. I haven't been drinking. I'll be all right." So, go up, get my five hundred dollars out of the ATM. Like, homeless guy comes up to me. I'm like, "Dude, don't fuck with me." Mm-hmm. Sorry, just, just, I'm not having this today. Yep. Like, I, he's like, well, can you? And I'm like, sorry, no. He's like, but I need a ride. Not happening. I need a ride.
0: Yep. Oh my god!
3: Not nope.
1: happening. And I have pictures. I could show. You want to see pictures? Well, we only have about so, the so, two minutes so left. So you in don't the show know how here. many.
2: Like I like. So when I would leave work at Coffee Traders, there there was multiple times where I would stop it to put gas at the gas what? station right across Wendy's. Oh yeah. And there was men, and there would be men. He,
1: he was like he walking is. away. Yeah. From me at the Wolf, That's my hairbrush. Um. But, the, yeah. the, like there
2: would be there would be homeless guys because that's right like right across there would be homeless guys walking the pump and talking to women and there'd be times where I would leave my, I would stay parked by the, by the gas pump just to make sure nothing was going on. Or there would be times I'd be like, Hey man, what's up, man, you need money. And I'll give them like two bucks to leave the girls alone. Yeah, And And it always sucked because then the girl would look at me like, Oh, you just, you know, and then drive away. I'm like, no, like, I was do- protecting I'm, you. Yeah, I'm doing this because I don't want you to get hurt. If $2 is going to keep you safe, hey, here, homeless guy, $2. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's like the the part where, again, as a man, you know, I feel like I could protect myself with my fist. But for a woman, you know, it is hard, you know?
1: I mean, I would have just taken my shoe off and gone... My, the chunk, yeah, dude. Just kidding. Well, thank I you, mean, not really. I have done Kelly, that.
0: Thank you so much for joining us once again.
1: Thank you. Also, I would not have hit him with my shoe if I didn't have to.
0: Exactly. If you feel Sorry. like it, check out mckenzieforaustin.com. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Uh, thanks to all you guys watching out there. Stay tuned for another episode of Emergency Exit coming up. Um, uh, geez, we've had a lot of, we just talked for an hour and a half straight, yeah. man. That was oh, so was awesome. much fun. That's how it goes right there. Yep. So,
1: uh, oh, wait, you were gonna pray
0: let's go and we'll end it with the praise so for, for for brandon the heart at mitchell for mackenzie kelly for yeah, david aguilar nice. i'm low saying that's right lead us into a prayer to get out of all here all right
2: Father god we just want to pray for this city we want to pray for the riots and the, everything that's going on we just pray that you give us peace give us the shalom of the city may we continue to be unified under the banner of austin may we love each other and walk in peace with one another and one another in this city amen in your in name jesus name amen, amen. All right. Well, thank you guys for watching. That's the end of That's our it.
0: stream. So we're still online. Uh, we're still online. Going, yeah, listen, we, <laughs> should, we can just talk more <laughs> shit. Well, we like should get out of or... here. I've got to yeah, go to work tomorrow I gotta in the morning. I
1: got to go to work too. I got to be there at like eight thirty.
0: So thanks, guys, for uh, watching, yeah, Neil. You've been a great guy. Yes, uh, I did see that video with the the man with the, 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 the group with the two by four, and he was like, "Get oh, off yeah. my wife." That's the one you're talking Neil, about, right?
1: Neil, thank you for being so kind online and asking about me.
0: Yes. We love you, Neil. And if she ever gets single, maybe she'll holler at you. Maybe. Maybe. maybe.
1: I ain't no holler back, girl. (laughs) All
0: right, you guys. Thank you guys for watching. We'll see you guys next week.
1: Bye. Bye. Bye.